1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we look back on Cup Shocks And ahead to World Cup Qualifiers Hearts suffer one of the all-time Scottish Cup upsets Crashing out to Brora Rangers Stevie Clark says Scotland want to be more than one tournament wonders And people need to cut Shane Duffy some slack According to his Republic of Ireland captain I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gary Caldwell And Jim Duffy Yeah, I mean, uh, looking forward to the internationals uh, Gordon, it's not often... Um, you know, we get into a, a, a tournament a little bit optimistic over the last uh, couple of decades or not. That hasn't happened, but uh, obviously qualifying for the, the Euros has put a little bit of a spring in the international uh, step. And hopefully we can continue that against Austria on Thursday night. And I've counted it up as well. I think between the three of us, let me see if I've got this right. Many it's, caps. it's 55 caps between the three of us. <laughs> so we're pretty How many well, have you got, Gary? <laughs> we're pretty well represented. That's a kind of very significant number these days, 55, on, uh, isn't it? So I've heard. Um, <laughs> on no, that don't front. say that. Uh, Gary. Caldwell, you joined us last week and we didn't put you off to the extent that you refused to come back this week. So, looking forward to it? No, looking forward Good. to it, yeah. Better guest this week as well with, with Jim here, Andy, <laughs> having the night off. Well, I don't know, is he, he feeling a bit under the weather? Uh, yeah, he might have other things on his mind. 01419511025, that is the number you need to get in touch. So, pick up the phone, let the guys know what you've got, and Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Fully aware that international football doesn't float everyone's boat. So, what about? The domestic stuff Celtic fans Every night It's almost the same question About the managerial situation But In Gary Caldwell We've got a man that knows Stephen Glass and Scott Brown Very well So uh, well, I'm sure we'll explore that A bit later on as well uh, Rangers fans I guess you're all Sitting pretty at the moment And we're going to talk Cup shocks We're going to kick us off By talking cup shocks What are the great cup shocks Was was last night's The best The biggest shock And if not What was Let us know 01419511 1025 Jim Duffy sitting very smugly Having um, negotiated a potential What is it to say Potential banana skin That's the old phrase isn't it Your Dumbarton <laughs> side beat Huntley 4-0 yeah. And you're through to play Aberdeen Yeah I mean for, for us it was uh, I wouldn't have said that would have been a major cup shock Because you know n- None of us really played much football Over the last few months But uh, nevertheless uh, You're expected to win Being the, the, the senior professional club um, but it took us probably about 20 minutes really just to just to get a grip of the game and then once we scored the first goal um, we you know we actually played very well after that and as I say we don't we don't score a bundle of goals in any given day so to score four um, we're absolutely thrilled about it and to play Aberdeen uh, is, is, a, is a bonus um, obviously with the, as you mentioned there the new manager coming in there'll be a, a real buoyancy about Aberdeen so It'll be a real test But looking forward to it next Saturday Now if you've picked up any newspaper Went on any website Any glance at social media Even Mm. across the the national news You will see just how big a result that was last night It's a terrific story Let's start there Brora Rangers 2 Hearts 1 Which means that against the odds The Jambos crash out Finalists in the last two Scottish Cups They're out to Highland League opposition And I'm delighted to say That Brora Rangers manager Stephen Mackay Joins us on the line Stephen how are you? Good evening guys, how are you getting on? Are you the busiest man in British football today? People like us <laughs> pestering you, uh, desperate to find out how, how it, it was It's certainly been a busy day, that's for sure yeah, A day that I'm unfamiliar with um, But um, I think it just goes to show the, the magnitude of, of the result from last night Yeah, I was going to say, has it sunk in? It must be surreal when it comes with all this fanfare after And, and all the post-match reaction Have you time to let it sink in yet? 
Not, not really. Um, I've, I've been back to, to work today, so um, I've, I've physically been in work, but I think it's fair to say I've not actually done any work today. Um, so it's it's not quite sunk in um, exactly what, what we achieved last night. Um, so I think it'll take a few more days. Yeah, I mean, that is one aspect of it, Stephen, which makes the achievement even more impressive. You and I guess all of your players were at work yesterday, have gone straight back to work today, part-time opposition against full-time opposition how many times have you trained, remind me, since the, the shutdown? Uh, we resumed training on the 9th of March, so we were able to get five sessions in before the, uh, before the game last night. I mean, the, Jim, regardless mm-hmm. of what, what measurement you use, a, a fully fit and firing and playing every week, Barora would be massive underdogs against Hearts, but Stephen's just outlined his five training sessions. Yeah, I mean, Hearts like, have been playing every you week. Know, full-time clubs at the very top level, we, you know, we hear top managers saying that, to, you know, the, the, the preparation, they need, you know, to get several games under their belt. And Stephen says, I think they had one bounce game on the Saturday, and I'm sure he had to kind of spread the squad a little bit, give them some game time, because he... He doesn't know who's going to require um, for the for the the Hearts game, but you know, and uh, uh, for me, I always think that uh, clubs like Broder deserve enormous credit because, generally speaking, it's the 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 opposition. That, you know what's happened at Hearts, the you know the disappointment that they've got. Um, that would be the, the, the sometimes the focus of the media. So the, yeah. the real focus should be on the success of Broder. It's a phenomenal mm. result. Um, you know, and also coming from a goal down to win it, and then you know they've got another home tie as well against Stranraer. So I think the other person that'd be crying louder than anybody else would be Stevie Farrell, the Stranraer <laughs> manager, because they've now got to travel from Stranraer up to Brora. So that'll be fun. That'll be quite the journey. <laughs> um, S- Stephen, what take us back to last night? Then what what was the game like? I mean, for instance, when when Hearts levelled it, are you feeling the worst at that point? Um, yeah, I mean, I think we we kind of held them at bay in, in the first half. We were. We said to the boys to, to try and bed into the game, you know, first 20 minutes was critical for us to do that and try and make it as awkward as possible for them. Um, and if we got a chance to get our nose in front, it was, it was rightly important that we took it. And we, and we did that. So the first half kind of went exactly according to plan. In the second half, they, they, they threw everything at us like we expected. And, and, and you could see that our boys really started to, to fatigue um, early in the second half. And then and they got back to, to one each and, and you do think you know I wonder if we've got anything left in the, in the tank but you know we encouraged the boys to, to keep doing what they were doing we, we essentially had, had nothing to lose um, I think everyone who was either watching the game or following it online would have expected once Hearts got back on level it was just a, a foregone conclusion so we encouraged the boys to to stay positive and try and get forward and we created a, a couple of, of half chances um, before we actually scored the goal and then once the second goal went in, you could just see the energy levels come back and the players did a little bit more in, in, in their legs. Um, and then it was just a case of holding out for the final 15 minutes. And, and I must admit, it was the longest 15 minutes of my life. Um, I've never I've never had to watch my clock and my watch so, so long. Given the, well, the, the obvious disparity in terms of, of budget and the level that the teams are playing at, and then you add to that the circumstances, the schedule that you guys have had recently, did you manage to have belief before the game? Was there a genuine confidence that you could do it? Or were you kind of, I don't know if you ever approach a game damage limitation, you guys probably don't, but you know, did you manage to be confident given the, the circumstances you found yourselves in? Yeah, I mean, I don't think many people have believed me when I've said, <laughs> said this, but that was the kind of basis of, of, of the team talk last night was to, you know, we said to the players, Look, I know you think, you'll think this is crazy, but I genuinely think that we can do something tonight if if we catch hearts on, on a kind of off off night. I, I, I didn't think they'd fancy the, the journey up to Brora. It's a 
it's a long trek. You know, Jim, Jim, you've been up there before. You know how far away it is. So it's um, it's a long way, and especially on a, on a on a Tuesday night, and the weather wasn't great neither. So we just felt that if they weren't quite at it, that would give us a small opportunity. It was then up to us to to take that opportunity and ride our luck, which we did at times in, in the second half. But he needed a bit of luck in, in games like that. But we said to them, you know, go out there and, and, and first and foremost, go and believe that you can you can do something because we've had some you know, significant results in the Scottish Cup over the last few years, not to the extent of last night, but, you know, we've drawn away to Morton, we've beat Stranraer away, we've beat East Fife away. So there's, there's um, you know, historically the, the club has been able to produce big results, um, but they've just taken it to a new level last night for sure. Yeah, and we could see that, you know, represented by the, the scenes in the dressing room, the celebrations, <laughs> the songs, the dancing. Stephen, we're a bit limited at the moment. Did the guys manage to enjoy their night? Um, yeah, for I mean, literally for about half an hour, I think they enjoyed their night. But then the realization of, of work in the morning and, and the early alarm soon set in. So it was a case of getting back in the bus and getting back down to to Inverness. I I actually work in Dunfermline, so it was a longer route for me, a longer journey for me. I had to drive down down the A9 um, last night, um, and, and then straight back into work. So like you say, you can't, you almost can't enjoy the, the the result because you're you're straight back to reality as soon as your alarm goes off in the morning. It's back to work and back to a normal routine. But that's the, the beauty of part time football, I guess. Did the that's the players that obviously meant a lot to them. How much does a result like that mean to you know the club, perhaps the local community, and and everything that that goes on behind the scenes? It's absolutely massive. I mean, you know, everyone's well aware of of the fact that that we've been trying to. You know, get into the, the Scottish League for, for the last couple of years, and, and and we were kind of unlucky with what transpired with the, the pyramid system last season. Um, and you know, we've always built a case that we think that our club is is set up for for playing in, in, in the Scottish League. I think off the park, um, our infrastructure's in place, our stadiums in a good place, and on the park, I always, I kind of feel like we're a Scottish League club, albeit we're playing in the Highland League, so. We've, we're desperate to try and get into the Scottish League. And I think a result like last night, you know, will will only stand us in good stead and maybe bolster our case furthermore that we can try and get into the to the Scottish League, whether it's through the playoffs this season, whether it's through reconstruction. I'm, I'm not so sure, but um, we've certainly got a huge appetite to, to compete in, in the senior league. Stephen, well done. Hopefully, you enjoy Stranra in the next round. As Jim says, that's quite the quite the journey for um, for them. But um, yeah, all the best. No problem. Thanks, guys. Brilliant. Enjoy Thank you very much. That was Brora Rangers manager Stephen Mackay. An incredible result, Gary Caldwell. Incredible. Unbelievable, yeah. And with everything that goes with it in terms of the training, the lack of games, uh, Hearts have been having a, a very good season, obviously, in the Championship. It's a fantastic achievement. He just. Better hope it's not a draw in the in the next <laughs> round. And yeah. I think though he plays, you're fine. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, it's one of those ones, Gary. Where you know, I think that as much as they hadn't played, they're they're actually a confident side because they've been up they've been up the top. You know, they've been winning a lot of games. So it's not as if before the the lockdown they were really struggling. Maybe hoping just for a, a one off game. They probably went into that game thinking, listen, if we click, we're not, but we don't maybe say everyone thinks they're going to beat Hearts. Yeah. But as, as Stephen said there, they know that if maybe Hearts aren't quite right, you know, in, in the mindset, then they're a good enough side because they've been up the, the top end of the, the, the Highland League for, for a good couple of yeah, years like now. Like you said there about belief, I think yeah, that's that was the key to any cup upset. Mm-hmm. You you have to believe, and I, I, everyone says they believe, but it sounded like, you know, 
him and the players yeah. were, were really confident going into the game. So, but by uh, the way, when, they, when they're drawing that, it's one of those ones you're just as soon as it's Brora versus Hearts, you're absolutely dancing. Yeah. You're thinking you're beauty. Yeah. No one wants to go to Brora, believe me. No one. <laughs> uh, lovely place. Yeah, uh, on the phone. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. I know we don't maybe have too many Brora Rangers. <laughs> oh, in fact, maybe I've spoken too soon. Don't have too many Brora <laughs> Rangers. I know we've got some Hearts fans out there. How are you feeling? How are you feeling after that? Is that is that the worst result you've experienced, Hearts fans? Or is there something else um, that we've missed? And in general then, where does that rank in the great cup shocks? Is it right up there? Is it top of the list? If not, what's above it? Gary, were you ever unfortunate enough to suffer a real sore one? Uh, no, I can't remember. I, th- I lost, I was on loan at Coventry, lost uh, to Rochdale, who were a, a league below... Celtic we lost on penalties One uh, League Cup game at home And p- penalties Which was a massive disappointment Because we won the double that year Is that what Falkirk did you say? Falkirk beat us yeah, at, at Celtic Park as well and, uh, It was yeah, a, a Martin big disappointment beat, uh, at Celtic as well Penalties didn't he? Dougie Emery scored Martin scored 1-0 uh, Yeah I remember that yep. Celtic uh, game. Yeah so Inverness Cali Thistle's the famous one With yeah. the, the headline um, I mean Hearts are not obviously a Top flight at the moment But for all intents and purposes The money and, and everything in the squad That they've assembled International players um, We are getting some in on Twitter In terms of how that compares Pick up the phone and let us know This this is a first Liam is a Brora Rangers fan On the line Good never, I've never experienced this before Liam And I am yeah. more than delighted uh, To welcome you How are you feeling this morning Hi. This evening Hi panel How are you all getting on? Good thanks Hi uh, Well Hard to put it into words To be honest I mean <laughs> I think even in my wildest dreams I couldn't have imagined that result was going to happen last night When we went 1-0 up I thought, oh, we're just going to rattle our cage now And they're going to come at us all guns blazing And, and uh, put a few past us But the longer the game went on You were like, surely we're not going to do this But Lo and behold, it happened um, Fantastic night Fantastic for the village and the area as well I mean, the Highlands only really has Cali and uh, County mm-hmm. Representing us So it's good to see Another Highland team Putting Highland football On the map Yeah well on that note Liam we just had your manager On talking about You know wanting to be In the SPFL And I guess There's a real sense Of injustice At what happened Last season And, and being denied that chance it, Is that the way you feel Has that built up A kind of A siege mentality If you like Where you can go And prove to these SPFL teams That you can cut it Yeah well that's actually The point I come on to make I mean I've watched this in the last few seasons now. We were down at Capolo last season and we drew one all with Morton and we were unlucky maybe not to nick it in the end there. Uh, and it wasn't a case of just smash and grab. We really played well against them. and We beat East Fife away at Bayview a few years ago and Stranraer away. So we've more than proved that we can do it, whether it just be the luck of the cup or not. But we're, we're managing at that level. And I think ourselves would be a credit to League Two, but... I just feel like there's an agenda against wanting to see fresh blood come through the, the divisions, but I really do feel as if we could take a lot to it, and not just ourselves. Bucky Thistle could take something to the leagues, Inverurie, Fraserburgh, and all the teams in the Lowland League too. It's just such a shame that they're, they're so dead against teams coming up. Jim, I don't think there's any doubt there's a lot of ambition there, and... Um... You never know If, if the, yeah. the lockdown hadn't struck a year ago Maybe we would be having a different discussion Well there is But there's not an agenda Liam You know it's just circumstances You can't have everyone in You know that that's the bottom line There is a pyramid system now Unfortunately because 
of the lockdown and, and, and COVID situation. That was nothing to do with the, the, the you know the governing bodies. They, they, they had to you know something had to give, and unfortunately. Um, you I mean, know, all, all, all the playoffs were off, weren't they? So yes, all, all the divisions did that. But you can you'd understand if you're Liam or you're Stephen, you, you would understand that yeah, sense. Yeah, of but what injustice. I'm saying is, it's not an agenda. It's it's, it's, a, it's a set of circumstances with anyone's control. And uh, might listen, there Cole, be a couple of Cole's clubs though who are a bit nervous at, yeah, at the no, prospect? Of course, of course they will. I mean, just especially this year again. I mean, but but there's obviously low and league clubs that will believe it. In the past, mm-hmm. I think Spartans felt harshly done by when when sometimes clubs. Obviously, there's a top now. But the Colt teams get in uh, And again If they don't in- Maybe include either A couple of Lowland teams Or a couple of Highland teams Then people will think Well there's favouritism there So I, th- I totally get it And you know As I say The, the teams that have Getting over the years Like Inverness Ross County uh, Cove All these sides Have done remarkably well uh, And very ambitious And very successful uh, and then I'm sure if Brora get in and there's every chance they, they could do that, then they would continue to grow as a football club as well. But there is a system in place now, and I think if you know there's, there's a, possibly an opportunity at the end of this season. But if not, I think it'll, I think there will be some sort of reconstruction, and I would I would like to think there'll be at least a couple of Highland League clubs that would get the opportunity, and Brora being one of them to to establish himself in the professional leagues. Liam, great to hear from you. Hope you enjoy the rest of the the cup. How much further can you go? Oh well, I think we can meet Stranraer. We've beaten them away before, so I fancy that. I think the longer we go, the better because it keeps our season going. Because our Highland mm. League doesn't look like it's going to go ahead True. anymore, so uh, it's got another benefit to us—not just the win itself, but keeps our season going and it keeps some sort of revenue in for the club as well. You know, absolutely good man. Enjoy it anyway. That was Liam from Brora. I think that will be definitely the first Brora Rangers fan we've had on the line. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Was that the biggest cup shock you've seen last night? If not, what is? Richard Duncan says the ultimate was when we completely hammered Celtic in January 2006. 2-1 the score, but the missed penalty, three cancelled goals for Clyde made it even more spectacular than the scoreline suggests. Still the best Clyde performance I've witnessed. At Gary's going way back. He remembers Kelly losing 3-0 away to Inverness Thistle. Back in 1980 Now we're definitely Going back before my time Ian says One of the biggest shocks Gregor Faulkner Scoring a brace For East Fife Against Hibs And he then What a history lesson We're yeah. getting the see This is Ian could be making that up But I'm sure People of, of uh, your generation be, Might Aberdeen remember Aberdeen as well Back in the day I'm sure they did too, oh, There's been well. plenty there's a, there's a few Right 01419511025 It felt right to give Brora their moment That was an, an incredible result Last night Hearts fans What did you make of it If you've got any thoughts on that Or general cup shocks uh, If you want to talk about Something completely different Let's do it Gary Caldwell Is a former teammate Of Stephen Glass And Scott Brown So we'll get his thoughts On that situation Next Celtic fans How are you feeling about it Pick up the phone right now And let us know You are the voice Of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gary Caldwell And Jim Duffy Are here It's 01419511025 To join in Or Twitter Is at Clyde SSB Good debate going on Over there About the greatest Cup shocks Because we know that Brora beating Hearts Was a shock And it was massive Was it bigger than the rest Was it right up there Kieran says that Brora putting Hearts out Has to be the biggest Upset ever By a mile He reckons Which is fair enough uh, Moraldo's thrown in uh, Air getting beat off Auchin Lake Talbot Yeah I remember that one That was pretty recently As well wasn't it 
Um, William Donachie is an Aki's fan The best we've caused Was the 1-0 away at Ibrooks. Adrian Sprott The worst one against us Was 2-0 Bucky Thistle 4-1 Annan 3-0 Annan And 1-0 Annan I never want to see Annan again uh, Says William Donachie Well I think they get put out last night Didn't they So you can have a wee Smile at that one William 01419511025 um, It is international week I'm sure we'll get to that A bit later on If you've got any thoughts On Scotland against Austria Let's have them And if not then talk to us about your club team because that never goes quiet on that front so pick up the phone and let us know now Gary Caldwell I feel like you're just um, made for these Wednesday nights at the moment <laughs> last night you came in here you said what are we going to talk about I said ever heard of a guy called Jesse Marsh and Gary says well actually I've got a PowerPoint presentation I did on him for my coaching badges well, as luck would have it all of a sudden Stephen Glass Scott Brown they're the talk of the town and you played with them both Firstly, Stephen Glass's appointment at Aberdeen, what, what do you make of it? Yeah, I think it's a good appointment. I think uh, they were clear from the beginning it looked like they wanted a young manager. They wanted to go down a different route in terms of big focus on style of play, big focus on attracting supporters uh, back and, and getting them back on side. Uh, I always feel, I don't know, I had success myself at Wigan, and and when I look back at the jobs I've had, it was the easiest. I look at Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I look at Frank Lampard. I know he's lost his job now at Chelsea. And and I think having a connection with the club doesn't guarantee success, but I think it makes it easier. I think you understand the dynamics within the club, the history of the club, the supporters, what they're looking for. So Stephen Glass, in, in that regard, he ticks that mm. box as well. And I've known him from... I was a young player at Newcastle when he was in the first team and he was fantastic with me then and then played with him at Hibs for a number of years uh, under Tony Mowbray and a fantastic team with young players who he you know, was kind of the mentor and looked after the younger players then. So a fantastic guy, uh, great character, uh, has kind of earned his stripes in the, the coaching front. Uh, so all in all, I think it's a good appointment, but... As he will find out very soon, Jim, he, he's in the world of winning football games now and that is when mm-hmm. the challenge comes for him. And But like I said, he's had that coaching experience and, and he should be ready for it. This question often gets asked and it goes one of two ways. You're either going to say to me, yeah, I always knew he was cut out for management, always you know, very interested in that. But other people, it comes completely from left field and you think, no, I, I never saw that coming. Which which one does he fall into? Uh, probably 50-50. Uh, somebody that... Uh, was you know thought about the game was really intelligent and and you know was always interested in coaching and stuff but didn't have that uh, natural leadership type mm-hmm. uh, quality that that would you would think yeah he's definitely going to go into it but uh, when he went into coaching he, like I said he's earned his his stripes there he's done uh, Shamrock Rovers he's then been over in America so he's had a number of years where he's been coaching now and. He's obviously feels mm-hmm. like he's ready for it. I think once you start coaching, you get a feel for it, and and like like I said, you want to go into that environment where you are the boss, you're making those calls, and and you will be judged on them. And that's you know where, where he feels he is right now. It's an appointment which might yet make big waves in this city because of who he's rumoured to be taking along with him, and that is meant to be Celtic captain Scott Brown. Stephen is a Celtic fan in here. Let's bring him in on that. Um, Stephen. How would you feel about the prospect of Scott Brown leaving Celtic to become a, a player coach or a part of Stephen Glass's setup at Aberdeen? 
Hey Gordon, you hear me okay, yeah? Got you loud and clear. Um, I'd be absolutely furious if Celtic let a player of uh, the calibre of Scott Brown leave. He's been with Celtic for, I think it's about 14 years. He's won 22 trophies. Now, the reason, okay, he's kicking on an age and that, but if you're telling me he was any worse than the players that were in that park on Sunday, then... Nah, not for me. I thought I thought he was in the top three performers. I'd say him, Edward, and to Stephen Davis's credit, they three were the top performers in Sunday's game. So I'd be furious if Scott Brown was like uh, to be let go, especially when you think of the, the amount of players that's leaving Celtic. Um, you're, you're talking about ten players that are going to be building the squad up. You need someone. White Scott Brown that knows what Celtic's about to be round about the new players coming in. So I, I wouldn't be happy in the slightest if he's let go. I mean, ultimately, it would be his decision as well, Stephen, and, and he may want to. But what what you're saying then, you think you know Celtic should be pulling out all the stops. They should be doing everything they can to change his mind if that is the case. Uh, well, absolutely. That's what I was about to say to you. If it's obviously you don't know if it's if Scott feels it's time to move on or if or if it's a club that's just not want to offer him when the new manager comes in, maybe he doesn't see a role in, in the background or I don't think he would play every game, but I definitely think he's still a, a really good footballer. Gary, you obviously know Scott Brown very well also, um a Hibs and Celtic connection. What did you make of it when you heard that that link, that that rumour that he would be going? I, I can see where it comes from, obviously Stephen like I said, was that mentor figure when when Scotty had his red stripe in his hair and was a uh, a flying t- winger, tear away mm. centre winger, attacking player who you know was so energetic mm. and and had such a enthusiasm for the game and and like I said, Stephen Glass, you know, looked after mm. him at that. So, point so they had a bit of a relationship, uh, yeah, know, a strong relationship then. I, I don't know if they've kept in touch uh, since then. I, I presume they have. Uh, and kept in touch with each other's careers as it as it's went on, but I can definitely see the link. And f- for me, for Stephen Glass's point of view, it'd be a really shrewd appointment, a clever appointment in terms of you get something on the park and off the park. Uh, and and I agree with Stephen a little bit. I think Scott's influence at Celtic is big, and in this period of uncertainty of change for Celtic, his. Uh, Influence amongst the you know the new staff coming in the the new players that are probably going to come in in the summer to to keep that continuity to keep that understanding of what it is to be a Celtic player and what it takes to win trophy after trophy year in year out is big. If you've not got that and and you lose those players, then then the club can can quickly lose mm. you know a lot in terms of the identity. So if if the new manager who's coming into Celtic, I think he'd be keen to, to try and keep a hold of Scott for that reason, so it'll be interesting. Jim, do you agree mm. with Stephen's assessment that Sunday showed that he's not mm. done yet by any means? Yeah, I mean, I never thought he was. I've seen before, when I mean, you have a bad game and you're 25 with a bad game, and you have a bad game and you're 35, people think you're done. And again, he, he just mentioned Stephen Davis, I think he's getting off of the, or, or he's, he's already signed a new contract for Rangers at 36, probably playing the best football he's played in, in, in the last you know several years. So in the role you play, as, as, as Gary was saying there, Scott used to be this dynamic box-to-box midfielder. Now he, he sits, controls the game, reads the game, uses his brain, uh, football brain, So and, and does it very, very well. And could quite easily, in my opinion, in Scottish football, uh, play that for another couple of years, easily to 37, uh, maybe even beyond that. So I don't think age is a factor. I think it's just a case of 
as Stephen the caller said, does does he you know does he want to play week in week out, or is he happy to be a squad player? Is he happy to be a guy that Celtic want as an influence, a positive influence around about the club, or does he still see himself as an integral part of a starting eleven and a new challenge, even at his stage? And you know, there's been a lot of discussions. And also from Stephen Glass's point of view, I mean, he's been away from Scottish football for a good number of years. So bringing in someone like Scott Brown, just not just on the pitch in terms of what he can contribute and also his, his, uh, his knowledge, but his knowledge of Scottish football and what it takes. It's a big challenge for Stephen Glass. I think it's a, it's a, it's a really good appointment, but Hearts will get promoted. Hibs will be looking to improve from this year. You know, there'll be, a, there'll be a lot of competition out there, so he'll, he'll have a big challenge ahead of him. And if he can get Scott Brown, uh, I think that would be an outstanding signing. And I think it would really um, put a marker down for Aberdeen in, in, in the sense of where they want to go. I think for, for me, your your team, your experienced players are, are your voice in the dressing room. And if, if he can get Scott Brown, you know, who's obviously singing off the same hymn sheet as, as Glassy, in that changing room, that's massive for a manager, and and be that link uh, straight away. I think that's that's really important mm. because without the experienced players on side, then it's very difficult to build anything or change anything. So that's why I think it would be a really clever signing. Uh, Stephen, did you have another point before we let you go? I have well, I but I'll just to touch on what the guys were saying there. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's um, Scott Brown. He's no, he's maybe no one to wait to May June time to see if the new manager would want him, and he knows this new guy at Aberdeen wants him here now. Maybe, maybe that's a part of it as well. Uh, yeah, that's that is fair. Just quickly, Gary, is a Time. the timing's very difficult because not only Celtic looking for a new manager, are they looking for a director of football at all? Um, they're certainly looking for well, they're going to get a new chief executive. So. You wonder what level of certainty Scott Brown is looking for and, and what he's able to get from the club at the moment I, I don't know what the answer to that is but I'd like to think for what he's done for the football club He'll mm. be kept up to speed yeah. You know, uh, with with goings on behind the scenes And when people are going to get appointed He'll be the first person yeah. that they speak to To one, find out about the squad But also mm. find out about what his thoughts are So I think he'll, he'll be up to yeah. speed with that uh, Sorry Stephen, on you go just a wee tongue-in-cheek thing about I've heard the past couple of nights about if it's a penalty or not at the weekend. If the referee believes a player has attempted to play the ball in a reckless manner but has done so without making contact with the opponent, a direct free kick will be awarded for reckless tackles on an opponent. If these offences occur in the penalty area, a penalty kick mm. is awarded. There you go. Thank you. Why do you think <laughs> Celtic didn't appeal the decision, Stephen? I'm not listen. I seen that and I was laughing. I'm not coming on as sore grapes. Celtic had enough <laughs> chances to win the game and they failed to do that. But I'm just reading that out. That was a real scene. No, you're right, and we referenced it before. There does not have to be contact. Mm-hmm. And and Gary, you know, I think the second time we've had you on the show, you'll realise this that big decisions involving Celtic are rain. You don't get over them in a day or two. It takes <laughs> a while. Stephen sounded like a ref there reading that out. For, I've heard the ref mm. tell me rules before on the pitch and he sounded like a ref reading that out. For so. what it's worth, go on then, give us your tuppence worth, both of you. I don't think I don't think I've got it in me to to dwell on this all night, but the Edward mm. one. Yep. I think it's I agree with Stephen. I think it's a a penalty, a soft penalty. And the only thing is he probably does too much Exaggerated it too yes, much But The player has impeded him Without a doubt But the, the over exaggerated dive I think probably got him And I say dive 
I think as as a good striker, you go down in the box when you are impeded. So that you know, it, was it a blatant dive? I don't think so. Did he over exaggerate? Mm. Yes, he did. Jim, fifty-fifty. I really don't know. <laughs> you are no, allowed I, to sit in the fence. No, I don't I'm because I thought it was a seat. Jim was sitting. Yeah, on. I'll, a I'll fence. Have to, but it's, it's, uh, I'd need to be a sturdy fence if I'm sitting <laughs> on it. But it's um, yeah. I mean, it's listen. It's fifty-fifty. I think that you if 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 Edward. Puts his foot down and, and takes a tackle. Then it's a, you know there's no debate about it. But the fact is that um, he avoided it. But does it does he have to? I mean, again, as Stephen the caller said there, if someone slides in and somebody has to hurdle him out in the, in the mm. middle of the pit somewhere, invariably the referee could give a foul for it. So yeah, I mean it can be given one way or the other. But as you said, uh, Gordon, and, and there is this this won't go away. That's for sure. But there is now that added element that Stephen mentions. But mm. Celtic haven't. Appealed it And yeah. lots of people are going Oh hold on a minute I thought it was a stone wall Or I yeah. thought you were telling us it yeah. Was, yeah, Why haven't well, you appealed I, I, it Aberdeen uh, appealed um, You know uh, Ferguson's booking there For a dive Because he mm. pushed in the back And he went down theatrically As, as, as Gary said And they appealed it And, and they've managed to get, get Turned around So yeah, we don't hear that much About that one It's funny that in this corner well, of the world surprising as it may seem but it was overturned anyway thank <laughs> you Stephen 01419511025 Jim's in Rutherglen strong words coming up from Jim we'll hear them next 01419511025 this is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy and Gary Caldwell are here it's 01419511025 we heard from the Brora Rangers manager earlier on is that the Scottish Cup shock of all time Or can you top it uh, We follow the Rangers away Says the biggest Scottish Cup shock of all time Inverness beating Celtic At Celtic Park I was there I can still remember the fans gathering And screaming For Barnes to be sacked And then do you know what Fair play to this tweeter Who's went to the trouble Of typing out the hashtag Super Cali Go Ballistic mm-hmm. Celtic that, that's, that's, that's a good yeah, effort Is he spelling right? Time um, yeah, I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> on on first first glance. Um right, O one four one nine five one one oh two five. Let's bring in Jim, who's in Rotherglen. Uh how are you feeling as a Hearts fan tonight, Jim? Yeah, uh pretty disappointed, but um I, I have to say I'm not uh too surprised at the result. I felt I, I saw it coming uh at the weekend when uh Hearts drew with Arborov. And I know a wee bit about Highland League football. I, I used to watch quite a lot when I lived up north. And Broner Rangers are a club who've really come on a lot over the last few years. Uh, a couple of decades ago, they were they were quite regularly near the bottom of the league and, and uh, quite a poor defence. But over the last few years, they've really improved remarkably. And I don't think they're um, that off the level of Arborof at the weekend. So when Hearts drew at the weekend against Arborof, I, I felt it was coming. And, and I wish I was a, a betting man and I put money on it because uh, I saw it coming. Well, I mean, I, I get where you're going, Jim, because you don't feel the performance levels have been great. But I mean, without being disrespectful to to our bro, there's still a, there's still a lot of distance there to go down the divisions. And I know there's an argument that Brora could compete a bit higher up. They're in the same league as Hearts. Um, yeah, I mean, and also Jim, <laughs> Brora haven't they haven't they've, they've trained five times. That surely that surely means that. It's even you know a far bigger shock than than being held by our broth. Yeah, no, no, it's a, it definitely it's a far bigger uh, far bigger shock. Probably, as you said, I think the worst you know probably the biggest shock in the history of the Scottish Cup, which is is embarrassing. Um, but we've had a similar result early in the season. We had played Rafe Rovers and got heavily beaten by them. Uh, well, I, I think they, they they went three 0 up at one point, and that was after they hadn't played in a, uh, you know a bit over a month. 
So we, certainly this has happened to us before the season and, and really the point I'm, I'm going to end with is saying that I feel that really we've, we've uh, reached the end of the line with Robbie Nielsen. Um, now I appreciate we've won the league uh, and, and we will win it by quite a good margin but I, I think he's gone as far as he can with the club and if we're going to be moving up to the Premier League next year I really want uh, a new manager in place. Carver. <laughs> Yeah, that, that is a big statement, Jim. I have to say that. Uh, listen, you having know, you a look at, at Twitter last night, I'm not sure Jim's yeah. alone. By the way, no. I, listen, fans. I understand how fans are like. You know, you lose a cup game. Um, you know, people want you out the door. That's the nature of football. One game or one bad result. But have Hearts, I think, are currently 16 points ahead. I think something mm. like that. And and a championship, which is unbelievable. I think Hibs were in it for three years. Rangers were in it for a couple of years. Dundee United were in it for a couple of years. St Mirren. <laughs> you know, it's not easy to get out when you get relegated in Hearts. Where Hearts they dealt with last year with the, with the you know, with the, 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 the getting relegated as well. So, you know, t- t- for Robbie to come in, get a, a side who had only won three games, I think, last season and managed to turn that around to get themselves 16 points in front. I think, if nothing else, deserves a bit of credit and a little bit of time. First and foremost, he's a number one job, get promoted. That's mm. all but secure. Then, can he add quality? Can you know the budget? They've not had any fans this year. It's been <laughs> locked in. So I have to be honest with you, I think it's an unbelievably harsh statement from it, Jim. It is, and any other Hearts fan who, who think that just now. Is there such a thing as an unforgivable result? I mean, you guys are football managers. You're shaking your head furiously. I, I appreciate I think, I'm, I'm fighting a losing battle I here. I think it's ridiculous. I think Robbie is a fantastic young manager uh, who has went into a club in a really difficult period in terms of the, the relegation. Albeit he's the biggest club in that, that league, it's very difficult to win leagues. I think what Robbie's fighting against is, is complacency all the time because they are so far ahead. For one result to, to affect you know what he's doing at that football club, what he's building, he's a Hearts man, he's been there as a player, he's been there before and won the league as a manager. It's ridiculous and this is the, the problem with with overreaction to, to result. Yes, it's a bad result. Robbie will, will admit it's a bad result, but it doesn't change what he's doing at that mm. football club or what he's trying to do at that yeah, football club. Yeah, the manager admitted it was an embarrassing result so it should never happen and, and he, he'll be hurting as anyone, but... You know that you've got to build something over a period of time. You don't dismantle it for one result. And I understand there's been a few draws, uh, obviously as, as as Jim mentioned there against a broth. But again, even if you go to a broth, it's not an easy place for anybody to go and get a result. I'm not saying the Hearts shouldn't have enough quality to win the game. They should have, and there's there's other results. But you've got clubs like Dundee in that division who are way below, and again have you know high expectations. A big club. You know, it's no guarantee that you can get out of that division at the first time of asking, and that looks exactly what Hearts are going to do. So, for me, and, that's and number their, one priority. Their, their cup final performance mm-hmm. against Celtic yeah. was was fantastic. I thought they were very unlucky. Not, yeah. to, not to that, win that, that makes the result even more stark. Well, doesn't it? You go from consecutive Scottish Cup finals yeah. to getting put out off Brora. Yeah, but as I said, but you can, you know, any football or any sport, you can have a, a really off yeah. day. Hearts obviously had an off day, and Broder had a phenomenal day, and that, that can happen. As you mentioned, you're doing this little bit of fun thing about shot results. There's hundreds of them, Gordon. Yep. Hundreds from every club, just about right throughout every league. Mm. So it's not a, a, an isolated result that only happened to Hearts. Uh, Jim, you're not buying that though. You think no. that that was enough last night. No, not at all. I think we've been poor all season. I mean, you can you can bring in results that we've had. I mean, the, the final against Celtic. I mean, that was we ran them really close. But really, 
over the last few months, we've gone backwards. Uh, we're not, you know, some of the results individually, we're scraping games 1-0 here and there. Um, but we're, we're not having good performances week on week. Uh, and I have to say, I, I feel like I represent the, the majority of the Hearts fans that I've, I've spoken to, that I've uh, read what they're writing online, and the majority of them uh, have the same opinion as me, that he's, he's really not the manager to take us further in the, in the Premier League next season. Um, thank him for, for winning the, the, the championship, but uh, really our budget is, is so much higher than any other club in that division uh, that we should be winning it comfortably, regardless of yeah. who the match there is. <laughs> Jim, my, my, my question after that is who, Who's better placed? Who, who do you get in to do a better job? I suppose, yeah, that's really not, not, not something I have a, an answer for really I, I think we, we have, to, have to look somewhere else I think the answer's not uh, Nielsen, th- there, was a, there was a lot of people who felt that uh, Really, maybe we shouldn't have got rid of Stendhal at the end of last season And I, I would have sympathy with that I think he was building, building the club up slowly uh, and you know things things didn't work out for us with the coronavirus and, and, and being voted down the division. But um, I felt he he, had, he he was maybe building something, and it's a shame that that we got rid of him when we did. We're going to have to leave it there because we're short on time, Jim, and I want to squeeze one more in. I, I got a feeling you three could do this all night long. Um, but thank you to Jim and Rutherglen. Let's bring in Darren in Bells Hill so we can squeeze one more yep. in. Hi, Darren. Hi. Yeah. What's your point tonight? So. I had to get to it. I didn't say the second one because I've only just thought it through one of the other callers there. Right, okay. The first one is I, when Glenn Kamara's away on his international duty, he was doing a press conference uh, and it's been said that he has open contract talks with Rangers to sign a new deal. And like I said, I think that's going to be one of the best bits of business that Rangers can do this summer is to tie Glenn Kamara down to a much better contract and a much longer contract. Because if he has a good Euros... And in a year of Champions League football, his stock is only going to go higher because he belongs at that level at Champions League football. You two go, with it, go along with that? Yeah, I think he's fantastic. Uh, this season, his energy has been influential. I think everyone goes, oh, Alan McGregor's been outstanding. The defence has been good. But I think people like Glenn Kamara, Stephen Davis, in front of them do a power of work. Uh, shutting the ball down and and being really aggressive off the ball, which which helps with with the performances I've had defensively. So I think he's he's a big player for Rangers moving forward, and it and it mm. is probably a good idea to get him signed up longer term. From memory, Jim, I think there was a point in the season where Steven Gerrard mentioned it twice, and again from memory, I don't even think he was he was asked about it. He kind of threw it in there, almost like a if you're listening, Rangers board, yeah. you know, make sure that that this happens because. I've no idea what Glenn Kamara's contract yeah. is, but w- would it be safe to say that uh, having been a, a sort of modest signing from mm-hmm. Dundee, he's maybe not yet at the level that Steven Gerrard would want him to be in terms of rewarding him for, yeah, for the po- performances? Po- possibly, you know, in terms of uh, financially, he's maybe not at the same level as maybe some of the other players. Uh, and and you know, I'm sure when Glenn Kamara got invited to go to Rangers, he wasn't overly concerned about it. He probably thought even himself he might be going as a squad player. But he's a firmly established, you know, one of the one of the first names on the team sheet now. So consistent, you know, he rarely misses any of the big games. Any of the big games, he, it's him and Davis, and then it's a another. Depending if Jack's fitter, you know, it could be a rebo, it could be Arfield, or whatever it happens to be. But the bottom line is, 
Um, you know, Glenn Kamara's there. He's got two years to go in his contract, so I don't think it's a, a major rush. But I think Stephen Gerrard would like him rewarded for his performances, and I think that's fair enough. So whether that's an extension or whether it's an uplift in his salary, but he has got two years, so it's not. Uh, I know what Darren's saying. If he's a if he's a, a good Euros and then perhaps a, a good European campaign, yeah. if Rangers do as well. Yeah, I mean all the players uh, will, will, will higher profile, and that's exactly what you what you want, and that's the reason why um, you know the players come to clubs like Rangers to to, to try and get themselves uh, in, into that kind of high profile and, and European football definitely Tw- does that. Twenty five year old as well. I think he's mm. coming into peak years of his of his career, so it's important that Rangers. He got the potential to to kick on at a decent level, saying it, and I know the Rangers fans. Won't want to to lose him, but that's the whole point. Darren's talking about getting them tight. Can can you see decent sized clubs in England, for instance, taking a look? Yeah, I think so, and that's why you have to secure your asset, you know, for the, for the football club. Because if he has a great Euros and a good start to the the Champions mm-hmm. League, he's only got eighteen months left in his contract, and then mm-hmm. he's he's suddenly available in terms of to buy. Whereas if he's got a longer contract, then Rangers can yeah. ask for more money. So it makes a lot of business sense. I mean, Darren, I'm sure you're loving reveling in the, the title win and that won't end anytime soon. But in some ways is that is that the next step for, for Rangers where they've they've got a team of assets now, can you tie some of them down where they either stay and continue to try and help you win things or you get an offer that you can't refuse and you start making money and, and then the, the business model keeps turning? That's that's what Dave King said. It's a they're accelerating their ability to win. Once you win something, and then you then have assets that have won titles, they've played in European football at a higher level, and that's when the, the business model takes over where you then start selling to reproduce somebody else. That's what I think Scott Wright is as well. Scott Wright is somebody that's going to come in on the cheap, Rangers will develop, make them better, and look to get a profit from in a couple of years' time. Darren, it was a pleasure to speak to you. Thanks for doing it. Hopefully we will catch up again soon. It takes us up to time for this. If I can press the right button, that is. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. The look on the face of Gary Caldwell and Jim Duffy when I tried to explain Take a Punt on a Pundit, which we're going to play later on with Glenn's Vodka. We're giving away this, the prizes if you've been listening um, earlier this week. I'm going to have to explain it to them a few more times, I think. But before we do that, it is Beat the Pundit time 01419511025 Usual fare Same every night You come on You beat one of the pundits And you win a sign ball It is that simple You do need your call in Before 7 o'clock though 01419511025 Be quick Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gary Caldwell and Jim Duffy are here It's 01419511025 We kicked off the show talking cup shocks We got Gary's insight into Stephen Glass Scott Brown Is that a potential gore for Aberdeen? Um, Plenty more to come between now and 8 o'clock We will give the prizes away a bit later on in the show And Scotland, tomorrow night A World Cup qualification campaign kicks off And, in case you've forgotten We've got a Euros just around the corner as well So if we can't get Interested in this one We might as well give up Because if not only Are we trying to qualify For this World Cup We're looking ahead To who might feature In this summer So we'll ask you to pick your team We'll look at some Of the main talking points And we'll hear from Stevie Clark next Get your calls in please Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Right beat the pundit time There's a sign ball up for grabs But the bragging rights more importantly Gary Caldwell you watched on with interest last week And it wasn't as bad as you thought You said you played along in the background Would you be more confident stepping up to the plate tonight if you had to? 
Uh, no, I think Andy was very impressive last week, uh, and I, I, he did give me some good tactics about the passes. I think that's right, a good ploy to, to go with. <laughs> because they, they smell blood. Adam is on. Adam's a Hamilton Aki's fan, and he's told the producer that he wants to play Gary Caldwell because he's a bit of a rookie. Is that fair, Adam? Uh, yeah, but sometimes I don't know how it can go, so I'll, I'll take my chances. Uh, they're only easy if you know them and all that. We'll toss the coin, we'll do it in the proper manner. If it's heads, it will be the rookie, Gary Caldwell. And if it's tails, it's Jim Duffy. And it is, it's heads. Can't argue mm. with that. Gary Caldwell's debut. Double headed coin. <laughs> well, I've been accused of that <laughs> of many times. Uh, right, here's the deal, Gary. I'm going to give you something else to listen to, just so that you don't steal the answers. Yep, he can't hear us anymore, Adam. 30 seconds on the clock. You're head to head with Gary and you can pass. All good? Yep. Nice good. one. 30 seconds on the clock. Let me get the question sorted and your time starts now. Name either Rangers player who has a cap for Nigeria. Uh, Which club did Hibs sign Kevin Nisbet from? Uh, pass. Which English team did Albion Ayeti join Celtic from? Uh, Who is Motherwell's top scorer this season? Uh, one. one How many Scottish Championship sides have Athletic in their name? Two Which English team did Steve Clark play for? Chelsea Which Aberdeen player successfully appealed a yellow card for diving at the weekend? Shane Logan Okay, let's bring Gary Caldwell back Gary, can you hear us? Yes Loud and clear, same set of questions to you don't don't crack under the pressure here by the way There's only a few hundred thousand How folk listening 30, You'll be seconds, fine. 30 seconds Answer as many questions right as you can Your time starts now Name either Rangers player who has a Nigeria cap uh, Pass Which club did Hibs sign Kevin Nisbet from? Dunfermline Which English team did Albion Ayeti join Celtic from? West Ham Who is Motherwell's top scorer this season? Uh, Devante Cole How many Scottish Championship sides have Athletic in their name? Two Which English team did Stevie Clark play for? Chelsea Which Aberdeen player successfully appealed a yellow card for diving at the weekend? Oh right And oh, which yeah. stadium has a higher capacity? McDermott Park or East End Park quickly? East End Okay, okay, okay Adam, how did the rookie do in your mind? Well, you're doing a lot better than me on time Do you think so? Uh, I think you've done okay Well, he got through one more question, didn't he, I think So we'll find out the damage how was that? Could be a big answer that last one I was unsure <laughs> uh, Let's go through it Name either Rangers player Who has a cap For Nigeria Now I'm worried about you Because I'll be honest right? I noticed the patterns See if you get the first one wrong mm. And you know it's wrong Usually you start to wobble But you didn't You had the choice of a Rebo and Balogun So um, Adam was wrong as well He went Zungu So it's nil-nil at this stage You both knew Oh no in fact You didn't know Kevin Nisbet Adam Gary did That was uh, Dunfermline So Gary's one up You both knew West Ham so Gary stays one up Motherwell's top scorer is Devante Cole Chris Long's not a bad shout Adam But it's Devante Cole So Gary goes two up a big shout that. How many Scottish Championship clubs have Athletic in their name? You both knew it It's two Fernand and Alawa Stevie Clark played for Chelsea You both knew it Gary stays two up Which Aberdeen player successfully appealed a yellow card? I feel like docking him points Jim Duffy <laughs> Could be mentioned He mentioned earlier. it five minutes ago <laughs> I, I looked at Jim Because it shows you my memory <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't even tell you Lewis Ferguson, Ferguson. Uh, it didn't really matter Because Gary got an extra question And a 50-50 shout East End Park is correct By the way Marginally Was about, about 500 more So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 A 6 for Gary Caldwell Which is not bad at all And I'm afraid Adam It was a 3 Not good enough 
You'll need to try again <laughs> Exactly Well done Adam in Hamilton Thanks for taking part There we go Precise relief First, first he's, win He's getting cocky He's wanting to play Roger Hanna 100% record <laughs> That was alright It's the only thing I've got 100% record on <laughs> That was alright <laughs> Six was good mate uh, Okay 01419511025 We will give the prizes away On Take a Punt on a Pundit With Glenn's Vodka A bit later on In the show So stay tuned For that one Right Scotland Big game tomorrow Austria Not only is it a World Cup qualifier But we've got a Euros round the corner Just in case For some reason you've forgotten We're building up to a massive summer So this is twofold tomorrow night It is doubly important And Gary, 55 Scotland caps between the three of us So, um, But we will lean on you for your expertise on this one How important is it in your experience to start a campaign well? It's funny, we were just talking about it and I wrote down uh, Good start, vital And it is, uh, every campaign I can remember We got, most of them, we got off to a poor start And you're always chasing your tail The one where we did really well Was when we had France, Italy and Ukraine and we got off to a flying start. We won the first three, in fact. And then that, that momentum just seems to carry you through the, the rest of the group. So it is really important. Uh, I think having the two home games in the first three games is is good, uh, that, that you can try and get off to that, that strong start. But uh, so important. Hmm. I want you to pick your team out there tonight, 01419511025. What, what are the talking points? Are you going... Shea Adams in for a debut Is he up front On his own With Lyndon Dykes Does Dykes get the nod Do we go two up front You decide Scott McTominay Is he now Does he now really have to play In midfield The way he's been performing For Man United this season Would you move him into midfield There's still the old Tierney Robertson debacle But we tend to play a back three Who are you picking Give us your team tonight And uh, how are you feeling About it all Superman is CK Is this tweeter And he says I thought I would tell this tale Back on the wonderful night with the big man Gary scoring against France with his thigh, he says. Well, he's doing you a disservice. That was a left foot volley. Um, well, we won 1 0, and I ended up proposing. And I'm still married, he says. So I was looking for something signed from him, if possible. He's just not shy, Superman is CK. But there we go. That is the impact you had on a nation that night. You forced this guy into going and popping the question, and it's happily ever after. He's still married, which is a nice kind of link. How, how do you look back on. On your Scotland career, fifty-five caps is an incredible number. You're on the the the, the kind of roll of honour for Scotland men's squad. How how do you look back on it? Uh, pr- proud for that. Uh, in terms of getting fifty-five caps, it was it was painful trying to get there. In terms of the injuries you have to play with and stuff, so I think it's it's more for the longevity rather than the the quality, so to speak. But a, a bit disappointed didn't get to a major finals. I think that was the one. Thing we all tried to achieve, and it wasn't through lack of effort from myself or, or anyone uh, that was involved in any squad, uh, the staff, everyone uh, tried their very best, but just came up short on occasions, didn't perform well on occasions, uh, and it was a lot of years of of disappointment. Mm. But just so happy, the team are there now. Watched the Serbia game with my son, and just the the elation when mm. when we when we finally got there and. Obviously, seen the videos and, and social media and stuff for, for back home. We've got something really positive to look forward mm-hmm. to. Hopefully, the team have inspired another generation of kids, and it's not another mm-hmm. twenty odd years be, before we qualify again. I mean, such has been that spell without a tournament that, for, for people of my age, thirty and under, 
But before Serbia comes along You have genuinely provided One of the moments Of, of the Scotland national team In that, that spell The France goal I'm sure you've been asked about it Many many times Just how How, how proud are you of that How fond a memory is that Yeah that was I remember on the day I, I said after the game I hope it's not the highlight Because qualifying Would, would kind of yeah. Eclipse that So it, Now that I can look back it, it was the highlight Without a doubt It was An amazing week Where Walter Smith was at his very best in terms of preparation uh, like we spoke about at Broader Rangers real genuine belief from the manager to Koiste to Tommy Burns and, and input into the players the whole week that we can do this he, here's a plan and, and we all bought into it the plan was I mean, they say park the bus now. I think we had about six parked buses that day. Nullify uh, the opposition. At Hamden, but <laughs> Low we, block, I think, is it not? I, always, I, I tell people now that it's the only time on a pitch where I could touch the left wing back, the right wing back, and the centre <laughs> forward at the same time because we were so compact. Low block, that was a very low mm-hmm. block. Uh, but totally nullified. Thierry Henry, you know, one of the best strikers in the world. He had no space to run, and he, and he wasn't space. happy about it, was he? He wasn't, no. And and we did. He, uh, Walter again, genius. He said, for the first half of an hour, we'll need to ride our luck. And I think they hit the post. Craigie made a couple of saves, but he said after that half an hour, they'll get frustrated. We'll grow into the game. Second half, we'll 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 have a bit more pressure on the ball, and we will give them problems. We'll score from a set piece, and it's. You know, did you ask him for the lottery numbers? That <laughs> yeah. Walter is a genius, uh, but when, when you when a manager gives you things like that and and it comes to fruition, you really then you know whatever the manager tells you, you're you're going to do because uh, we all had that belief in him, and it was just a disappointment that we couldn't qualify from that group because obviously Walter left, Alec uh, McLeish came in, done extremely well uh, again, beat France in France. And still just missed out So that was a big disappointment That was the, the one campaign yeah. Where we were unlucky I can actually remember Where I was sitting When you scored that goal Yeah, and, yeah Just in line with the 18 yard line In the, the main stand With my daughter At, 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 that, at the right at, end At that right yeah. end Yeah it was, was Gary scored And we were Amazing. absolutely uh, Elated It was a Yeah it was a, a Phenomenal Because as you say As a supporter When you watch Scotland you're never sitting there relaxed because because no. every game's so tense and so never I can. I remember. And then you I remember. Goal, but it was as, unbelievable. As we celebrated in the corner, getting up and mm. uh, I think it was Fletch mm. cuddled Fletch, mm. and as I was jogging back mm. or walking, mm. trying to catch my breath, the big scoreboard looked yeah. up and seen it was sixty-seven or sixty-eight <sighs> minutes, and I thought that's a long way to go. It's <laughs> a bit early. <laughs> it's far too early. Uh, but again, they they were almost I wouldn't say giving up, but they had we had kind of. Just knocked his stuffing out of them. They were just frustrated and and couldn't get going in the game. And they must have thought this is, mm. you know, we're playing against players who they know they were better than. But the the tactics that they really did work and, and frustrated them and, and made them look like a poor team in the end. I mean, having you know won things at, at club level and that I'm sure that you get that kind of team satisfaction if you like of a cheap. But because that was such a an individual a personal moment that. Does that is that stand out? Is that the career highlight, or is it just the, the Scotland highlight? Uh, I think the Scotland highlight. I think when you win th- when you win games like that, the people, Jim, you'll know this. The the people you win, when you meet those people. When I meet like Graham Alexander or Paul Hartley, who I played with at club level as well, or Craig Gordon or Scott Brown, Barry Fitt. There's a connection when you win a, a trophy or a, or a big game like that that. 
I, I don't know how to describe it, how to put it into words, but it's always there. And when mm. you meet each other, there's just that, I don't know what it is, it's like a, an out-of-body yeah, <laughs> bond that you, you have with, with those teammates and... Because uh, th- they shared similar experiences, which are that that yeah. experience isn't it? I mean, and it's such it a high, like, yeah. such a high, uh, and that's that's what I miss for football, mm-hmm. for playing football. Those those moments uh, where you achieve something together is is incredible. Because I'll be honest, I didn't know this until I looked it up. I didn't realise your debut was the was that the five nil Bertie Vokes defeat against France. It was so yeah. your your Scotland it career was. has had a, a real French theme. It was actually it. I, I got. Uh, I gave Alan Irvin and Tommy Craig, who were my youth team and, and uh, reserve team managers, when I, when I left Newcastle, I sent them a picture with that picture with, with Trezeguet having the 4 0 uh, and put a little message just thanking them for, for obviously getting me on that journey and getting me to that mm-hmm. moment. But uh, Alan actually then wrote a letter after that game saying you know you've you've got your own back well done so was... I was going to say when the fifth goal goes in that night do you think ah, don't worry I'll get my own back I'll score the winner <laughs> against this mob that that night was Not quite. I've never seen a team really like that uh, before or since that was ridiculous because uh, I remember Bertie Vokes uh, it was his first game and he was obviously had the German thinking and how we were going to get in their faces and dominate the game and you know try and win the game and you could see all the lads thinking, you know, and this is the the difference between Walter and Bertie, you know, the buy-in from, from players. And we were told that not to man-mark Zidane, but whenever the ball went to Zidane, somebody had to be, one or two players had to be close to him. And I just remember every time he got the ball, he was in about 40 <laughs> yards of space. And, yeah. I, and I remember thinking, how can he, how can, when we are specifically, to, and we were trying to get close to him, and he just he ran the game, didn't have a bead of sweat in his head, just a joy to be on the same pitch as. And for a young player, I was young, Stephen Craney played that day, a few other younger players, a great experience of, of what it takes and, and where the level you need to get yeah. to, what you know, to see world class mm. truly world class players was was a real privilege, really. Let's bring in Eric, who is on the line, 01419511025. Eric, it is a, a World Cup qualifier tomorrow, which is always important, but, but because we've got the Euros around the corner, and do you think that adds something? Is that an added significance? Well, we're always hopeful. Hi, lads. Good Hello. evening. Hi, um, hope you're all staying safe. First of all, we always want Scotland to do the best. They're always there, through thicker and through um, good times and bad times. Um, I hope I hope we do mm-hmm. We all want it But We all get that Squeaky bum time You know We're sitting much Scotland It's 1-0 And we think We think Oh well um, But we'll always support Scotland Through thick and thin And we're talking about The France games Eric I believe you're, You've got a wee story Not not the Gary Caldwell game you are, You're you You've got a story Tied to the, the Scotland-France yeah, thing The story This will make you laugh I, I play the bagpipes Very badly um, <laughs> been, But um, My bagpipe tutor Was working for Air, um, Airbus Airbus in Toulouse and um, when James scored the goal in France in the Parc de Paris my, my friend Les who lives in Hastings now England he was playing the bagpipes out in the maintenance yard all night because we beat the French 1-0 <laughs> in Paris I bet he was popular yeah. I mean is, is it, we obviously love it I'm sure not everyone does it maybe a bit of an acquired taste I wonder if he was I don't know what the French translation for get to 
is, but no, I'm I sure he had it a couple of times. There's, no? there's a camaraderie between the French and the Scottish, you know. Even after you've at, just won, get back in history, of course there is. Mm. But uh, listen, it's uh, it's you know th- those type of games, as Gary was saying, where it's James McFadden, there are there are pivotal moments in amongst the disappointment. Unfortunately, that it didn't lead to the the success of the light. But that's the thing about Eric saying, you know, that every now and again, the you know Scotland teases you almost. They tantalise you with, with some moment of brilliance or a fantastic result and you think, this is us, we're on our way and then it's deflated. That's the reason why this time around, as Gary said, it's so important to get a good start to to keep that um, you know, momentum, yeah. keep that excitement, keep that optimism there because we don't want to get back again just thinking, OK, well, we've qualified for the Euros. Mm. That's us done and dusty. We need to try and move on and I genuinely think Stevie Clark will hammer that home to the mm. players. I think you really emphasise that to the players. So you getting the, the pipes out this summer, Eric, is that what you're telling us? Aye, we've all had good moments. We all remember Archie Kemo as well against Holland. We thought we were going to qualify again and once again. Yeah, of course I get the pipes out. Quite right. Send us a wee yeah. video. We'll get maybe get, I think that's what we could do just to tie in this show with the Euros. Maybe we could train Hugh Keevens to play the bagpipes for this summer. What do you think? I'll I don't like know it. if Hugh's chant will still be working at that age. That's plenty. There was, there was nothing better at Hamden when it's the full, <laughs> you know, band yeah. with the drums. You know, when you come out to warm up, it is an incredible feeling. Well, we you see, that. I mean, there is a lot of football to be played, but we've never really been in this situation for a long time. Will we see Stevie Clark try and Moved to, like although these games are important, World Cup qualifiers. W- will we see tomorrow night him trying to move towards the team that starts in the opening match of the Euros? Yeah, I would think so. I think he'll know in his own head each game. You know the teams they're coming up against. He'll know exactly the the tactics for each game. Uh, so he'll have an idea, I think, of of the different teams he'll play in each game. But. I think there's got to be an element of working towards the the Euros, albeit they're in important games, they're qualifiers, they, they need to win, mm-hmm. they need to get off to a good start. Uh, he, w- he won't kind of tinker too much, but I think he'll be working towards his, his team come come the, the Faroe mm-hmm. Islands game. I mean, the, things change, injuries mm-hmm. form, Jim. So there's no Ryan Jack this time. Stevie Clark seems to have been hinting a few times recently that he would, he would quite like to get Scott McTominay into midfield. Mm-hmm. Our makeshift back three was a real success, though, to, to get mm-hmm. us here. How... What's your own take on it? We've now got Shea Adams in the mix yeah. as well. How do you think we'll line up tomorrow? Yeah, I think, I mean, listen, Ryan Jack was tremendous for Scotland, uh, you know, uh, in, in the games he played and, you know, really uh, real dovetailed really well with uh, Callum McGregor in particular, though those kind of two sitting there, uh, allowed John McGinn to go and support and the balance was really good. So, you know, as, as Gary said there, it's unlikely that he'll change the system too much. I think he might tweak away from home, maybe dropping one in. Uh, playing someone off a striker but I think against Austria and against the, the Faroes he's got to play with two strikers we've got to try and win these games but he won't sacrifice the rest I still think he'll play the, the, the three at the back the biggest uh, surprise for me is Jack Henry I, I know I know Gary knows him a bit better than me but you know from where he's went I mean let, let's be honest people had absolutely discounted that boy not, not just from his Celtic career but just in general thought that's him he's gone he, he's He's n- never coming back to any great level. But not only has he done that, to get back in the international fold, it's tremendous. I mean, I haven't seen him playing in, in, in the Belgian League, so I couldn't say, but obviously Stevie's mm-hmm. done his homework. And he gives his balance on the right-hand side. He's athletic, he's comfortable on the ball. But uh, that is another major comeback for a player, you have to say that. Shea Adams and Lyndon Dykes, or one or the other? I, I like the look of two of them. Uh, I think... They're the perfect kind of little and large. Uh, we've got a target man 
Adam's pace and behind will give us something different that we've not really had for, mm-hmm. for a long time for Scotland. So I just think, especially at, at the Euros in, in a group, you know, a, a small group format uh, where you need to, you can't just go and, and kind of draw every game. You, you have to go and win a game mm-hmm. of football. I think he gives us something, a real threat that we don't have in the squad on the counter attack. He's always listening. Mm-hmm. Hugh Keevans He says his pipes are working just fine Thank you very much Jim Duffy To you and anyone else Who was worried Right plenty more to come on that If it's something totally different You want to phone in about Please do 01419511025 We're going to try and give away some prizes next And it's all down to Gary and Jim Take a punt on a pundit Coming up next Taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gary Caldwell and Jim Duffy are here It's 01419511025 Here until 8 So plenty of time to get your calls in Are you picking your team for Scotland tomorrow? Who should play? Who shouldn't? Is it about your club football? Stephen Glass, Scott Brown We had a call on Glenn Kamara We're talking club shocks It's all happening So get your calls in But we're going to do this first Oh I'm looking forward to this Take a punt on a pundit With Glenn's Vodka The official spirit of the SPFL Please drink responsibly been getting really into this as the week goes on Night after night I'm starting to enjoy it more and more All this week Take a punt on a pundit We're giving you the chance to boost your game day experience And improve your viewing from home by winning some big prizes We know we can't get to games at the moment So we're trying to help you out a little bit We've picked two contestants at random Who entered online at Clyde1.com And they have the chance to win a shirt and ball of your choice A signed shirt, no less A bottle of Glen's Vodka £15 worth of takeaway vouchers And a pair of pay-per-view tickets for you and your mate We'll even throw something in for the runner-up as well So you're all sorted, Jim Duffy To sit and watch the football at home Tonight's first contestant is Paul from Lanark Who's a Rangers fan How's it going Paul? Good, good How are we doing guys? Hope we're all well All good, thank Paul. you And Paul will be Well, I say up against They just get to sit back And let you two do the hard work <laughs> But the other contestant is Derek From Motherwell How's it going Derek? Aye, fine I'm Looking just, forward to it I'm generally biased In favour of everything Motherwell Derek But I'll, I'll need to put that to one side In fairness to, to Paul So we'll see how you get on uh, Tonight would you have a preference, Paul, Derek? Who would you rather have represent you? Um, I'm not going to take sides. Quite right. That's what to do because someone, everybody last night, I felt well. I never feel sorry for Gordon DL, but obviously everyone wanted Roger Hanna last night. Obviously, <laughs> um, so maybe it's a bit more even tonight. Here's what's going to happen: both callers will be allocated a pundit. I'll then give the pundits a player and the number of SPFL clubs that they played for. Um, for example, let's just do the example, and it makes it much easier. So I'll say. Right, the player is Kenny Miller He's played for seven SPFL clubs Jim, how many can you name? And Gary gets the chance to one-up Jim If Jim thinks he can only name four Gary gets the chance to name five if he wants And if not, he puts the pressure on Jim And Jim will either win the point or he won't So it's easier once you get going Trust me, you don't have to look at me that confused way Right, Um, Paul was first through So heads, Paul will be represented by Gary And tails, it will be Jim Duffy and it is heads Nice and easy for me Because he's on the left side So Paul You have Gary Caldwell Playing for you Are you happy with that? Delighted You need to say Good yes luck. Pretty much You need to say <laughs> If you don't Then he just won't try And you won't win uh, And Derek will be represented By Jim Duffy So Good Cheers, Derek. I really sounded like you meant that there, Jim. Absolutely delighted. Wow, I'm looking at the names. This is tough tonight. Ooh. This is really tough. Producer Callum, you can must. <laughs> the last couple of nights has been, by the way. Right, okay, mm. heads. Um, it was is Gary Caldwell, so it's your serve. You can take this, or you get to mm. throw it over to Jim. The player tonight 
To kick us off is Derek Lilly Now Derek Lilly has played for seven SPFL clubs Don't name any of them Just tell me out of Derek Lilly's seven clubs How many do you think you could name? This is where the mind games come in Because you could just You know, it depends what Jim's thinking Three Jim, do you think you could name more than three clubs That Derek Lilly's played for? No. SPFL teams Alright well it is on Gary then Let's build up a bit of tension <laughs> Gary Caldwell take us away Go Livingston Yes Dundee United Yes And you too <laughs> Gretna No So the point goes to Jim Duffy He just sat Mom. there You didn't even do anything And you got the point Jim Duffy yeah. As easy as that Derek and Mother, You're one up Oh, that's good. <laughs> Derek's just bursting with excitement right? I can sense it from here Right So it's now Jim Duffy's serve okay. And by the way It's best of three So you could wrap okay. it up here Player two is Gordon Jury Now he played for Four Scottish clubs Don't tell me them But how many do you think You could name? Uh, three Gary Do you think you could name all four? No You don't? <laughs> no Are you going to give it a go? Wait a minute What era is this Gordon Jury? <sighs> Right, well, I wasn't even born. Right, so you're not right, Jim Duffy. It's on you. If you name the three, then <laughs> <laughs> then it's all over. Right, Rangers, uh huh, Hibs, uh huh, and oh, Rangers, Hibs, Gordon, Jury. I'm gonna have to force you for an answer. No, you too hopeless. <laughs> you just keep giving the point to the other person. It was East Five, Hibs, Rangers, oh, or Hearts. He played for Hibs and Hearts. Oh. So there we go Gary Caldwell You have done nothing yet And got one Jim Duffy You've done nothing And got one And all of a sudden Defence is on top It's a decider And it's over to you Gary It's back to yourself now This player has played for Nine Clubs The player Is Stephen Craig How many of Stephen Craig's Nine clubs Do you think you could name? One of the best <laughs> These are brutally hard tonight, producer Callum. I don't don't know what happened. I don't know what side of the bed you got up on this morning, but you've got some explaining to do. Gary, I'm gonna have to take an answer off you. Two. Jim Duffy, could you do more than two? I think I'm the same actually. But so I'll just say to Gary, on you go, Gary. Right, go on then. Name two clubs that Stephen Craig played for. Out of nine. Not a good bluffer, am I? Nope. St. Mirren. <laughs> no <laughs> Jim Duffy wins it Well done yes. to Derek And well Motherwell Derek that was the worst game I've ever seen <laughs> In my life But they all count And you are the winner Are you happy, happy with that? Win. Oh, that's brilliant Good brilliant. man Well done Jim Cheers Derek Derek Motherwell fan from Motherwell You've won the shirt The signed shirt The ball of your choice Bottle of Glen's vodka £15 of takeaway vouchers Pay-per-view tickets for you and your mate You must be happy with that You're going to split it with Jim Duffy In fact you've, you've won a watch Because he's teetotal Derek So the, bo- the, the bottle is all yours Alright oh, That's good Good man Paul don't worry You won't leave empty handed We will chuck in Sorry, the, the Glens Vodka The £15 of the vouchers And the pay per view tickets For you and your mate as well Paul Does that soften the blow? Good, 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 good game, good man. Thank you. A rubbish game, actually. It's completely rubbish. <laughs> um, the nine themes at the yeah. I'm not going to run through the nine. Falkirk, Motherwell, Aberdeen, Dundee, Livy, Ross County, Partick, Dumbarton, Forfar. So there we go. Uh, but you can be tomorrow's big winner. Just head to Clyde1.com to enter. You can play Take a Punt on a Pundit with Glenn's Vodka, the official spirit of the SPFL. You'll find all the T's and C's there. And remember, however you enjoy your Glens, make sure you enjoy it responsibly. Thanks to the guys who took part tonight. I look forward to that. 
tomorrow Let's see if we can get a bit of a, a standard Ian Zonny says The noise in Hamden for the last 20 minutes after Gary's goal was spine tingling Continuous as the crowd tried to carry the team to the whistle A lifelong memory Immense Hashtag What's that coming over the hill? It's Gary Caldwell He wasn't quite so formidable on that, that quiz there though I must say <laughs> Is um, that a monster? <laughs> uh, it was a monstrous <laughs> performance That's for sure uh, Back to tomorrow night um, we're going to speak to John and Stevenson Who's got thoughts on Celtic's manager But just to pick up on what we were discussing Gary, the, the the back three if you like It began, it was the much maligned back three I think To begin for Stevie Clark Then we kind of fine tuned it And McTominay found his feet And, and Tierney went in there with Robertson outside him And well, we, we qualified for the Euros ultimately will, will we stick with that? And how will that look? Because Scott McTominay might be required to play midfield Declan Gallagher Who's been a, a stalwart Is now not really Playing for Motherwell In the last couple of months How do you think That's going to look Yeah I think it They got better I think early uh, Scott McTominay Struggled defensively uh, But improved uh, A lot And and I think What it gives us is it, it got the best players In the team When when Steve Clark First went to it I think now It's still Probably as a formation That sh- suits the, the Profile of player That we have uh, it's just for me Down the right hand side Is probably If McTominay moves into midfield Then then that's where the question marks are Obviously Tierney and Robertson play uh, I think Scott McKenna's playing really well for, for Nottingham Forest Since he's came back from injury It's then Who plays on that, that right side With Jack Henry Grant Hanley Declan Gallagher uh, With obviously O'Donnell Probably in front of yeah. them But that's where The team for me you know the the question marks are who plays in those positions. I th- I think what it gives us if Jack Henry plays, having worked with them, it'd be an extremely mobile back three with Tierney and, and Henry both quick uh, playing on the sides. And I always think I, I used to play it a lot myself, and and I like to have full backs in those uh, wide centre back positions because they they're comfortable coming out and defending in wide areas and. Uh, both Tierney and Jack Henry would yeah. be very comfortable doing that. That is quite a story, Jack Henry, because as Jim says, you know, out on loan in Belgium, people assuming that the Celtic career is, is probably done, the Scotland career certainly for now, but enjoying a really good good form over there. Stevie Clark brings him back in. You worked with him. Um tell us that that sort of story, when that was and, and what you what you experienced of that player. Yeah, we actually we played Partick Thistle. We came up to Scotland, played Partick Thistle and Dundee. Uh, so this is it. You're Wigan at the time. Wigan pre-season, and he'd only played one game uh, for the first team for Partick Thistle. But the ho- all the staff on the night were like, "Who's the centre half?" And and I said, I've, "I've never heard of him, but he was he was excellent." And we looked into it. He was, I think, he was about nineteen or twenty uh, at the time. We were needing a a defender, a centre back that didn't necessarily need to go straight in the team. So. We felt like he was somebody we could develop and, and, and improve. Very quick, very comfortable on the ball. You know, a great physique for a centre half, about six foot two. Just looked looked apart and came in and done reasonably well. We we had a, a really successful season. Didn't get in the team every week, but you could see the potential. Felt like he was still a little bit immature in, in terms of his character and, and still had to grow up a little bit, which he has done, I think. Then went to Dundee, done extremely well. Got signed for Celtic, again possibly a little bit early. But since he's went to Belgium, he's had a fantastic uh, time out there. And I think he's got technically all the attributes, physically all the attributes to to be a top player, to be a Scotland international. And hopefully, uh, he takes his opportunity this time and stays in there. Now let's bring in John. 
Who's going to change topics slightly But one that I know lots of people Will be interested in John what have you got for us tonight Hi how are you doing panel Good thanks John. Hi. Uh, Just uh, what's the panel's thoughts On uh, obviously I've been listening to the show And obviously there's been several discussions About uh, Roy Keane coming in And taking the manager's job uh, At Celtic but Obviously, the Nicky Buck resigning the day. Do you think there's maybe a possibility with him being his number two, working in as part of the coaching staff? And obviously, what would you, what would your thoughts be on the matter yourselves? I, I did see that, and it's got people will always put two and two together. Mm. Um, yeah, Nicky Buck has yeah. left his position um, at Man United. The social media seems to have. A few more mentions of Roy Keane today mm. than, than it has in the last few mm. days You know, that was the name at the start And then mm. someone else becomes the popular name Now people are back talking about Roy Keane again What do you make of, of Yeah, that? I mean, obviously there was talk about Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane coming Obviously they were at Ireland together And uh, obviously Martin O'Neill still very popular with the with, with obviously the fans And, and Roy Keane's a big guy To me personally, I always think it's a, it's a difficult one Because oh, Roy, Roy Keane's got phenomenal... Um, charisma and as a player he was he was outstanding done well at Sunderland and then like most managers had, had a bit of a sticky spell but he's been out of the game for a long time you know as a manager and um, you know again it's whether um, he can go in and deal with the players as they are now you know the type of characters they are the type of personalities they are can he um, step back into to, to that environment again he's I mean you can only go by his, his punditry and he certainly doesn't hang back and he, you know, he, say, he says what he says he's, he's a great pundit I, I, I love listening to him but I don't know if players would be quite as keen uh, if he was as straightforward with him as he is sometimes uh, on TV Gary what do you make of that shout? I, th- I think Keane, Butt and Gerrard mm. on, a, on an old firm <laughs> touchline would be explosive uh, I, I, somebody actually I've, I've got to know a little bit through some LMA courses I've d- uh, done recently uh, and he's been on them and uh, he was uh, growing up. He was my hero. Uh, watching that Man United team, a, a fantastic midfield player, had everything. Uh, great competitor, good footballer, and had early success as a manager at Sunderland. Didn't go quite so well at Ipswich, but on the courses I've been in him, he's somebody that talks, you know, with a lot of passion, a lot of uh, knowledge of the game, uh, and he's somebody that wants to get back into football management. I agree with you. I, I said to him, I said, I think you're a brilliant pundit. You know, <laughs> stick to that, less pressure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's fantastic at it, but he, he keeps coming on these courses. He keeps wanting to learn and improve and, and looks like he wants to get back into management at some point. That The obvious thing, because we're all obviously looking at it from the outside, people say, you know, too fiery. Could the modern day player handle it? Is that is that an unfair accusation or, or a legitimate concern? Yeah, you, you see it on the courses. Like I said, he's very passionate, and when when he when he gets something in his head, it, you know, it, it comes across. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe sometimes when he's when he's been a manager in that dressing room, some players nowadays you have to be very careful how you speak to them, uh, and and to get the best out of them. You can't lose players quickly by being as aggressive as he was as a player. So that's maybe something he's learned and and looked to 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 use in his next job. John, is that is that a a team that would do it for you Does that excite you as a Celtic fan Roy Keane and Nicky Butt Yeah I'd probably say Can I I know A wee bit there Can I agree with obviously The big Gary and that saying He's You know what I mean He just kind of speaks his mind And he can be a bit fiery at times But You take it back to Neil Lennon's first stint At, uh, at Celtic Park I mean he was a wee bit fiery in the same And then his, his second stint there 
he seemed to obviously be a wee bit more calmer, more aggressive than what he used to be, you know. So I think, as I say, if you were to bring maybe Roy Keane back, obviously Gary has highlighted that he's obviously improving on his, his badges and his coaching stuff like that. And then again, if he was to maybe bring in the, the right people to obviously help with his coaching and stuff, I think it, it could be a good appointment for Celtic, you know, and they would definitely put the, the bite back into the, the players and put a wee bit of passion and the fire back into them, you know. I noticed um, the statement, the Q&A yesterday that Celtic put on the website, Gary Dermot Desmond, keeping his cards close to his chest, even with regards to what what type of manager... And we always talk about that The managers fall into types I mean Remind me how many Celtic managers Did you play under then? Two Two And Were they similar types? Were they completely different? What What were the similarities? What were the differences? Uh, slightly different characters I'd say You know Tony Mowbray was very calm And uh, A clear playing style uh, I think Gordon Strachan Had a playing style And was Quite, quite aggressive on occasions Shall we say But A brilliant man manager you know, got the best out of his players, and that's what I was saying there about how you know Gordon Strachan was very clever, and he, he had I was one of them, unfortunately, but specific targets in in the change room, shall we say, that that he would go to on, on occasion, and he give you it tight. <laughs> yeah, and he's you know he might be small, but he's quite scary. Uh, he was normally eating a bit of fruit when if he was eating a bit of fruit, you knew, and you you knew he was going to kick well off. Then. Huh? You ended up eating it as well. <laughs> oh yeah. Spread over was, what was the worst? <laughs> what was the worst you were ever on the receiving end of? Uh, I remember an old Firm game. Uh, I think it was maybe Dado Perzo, maybe or maybe even cousin. I, c- I can't remember the player, but we, he battered me and Stephen McManus first half uh, physically, and I think he was eating a plum at half time. <laughs> <a> good choice. <laughs> and then the plum. Went everywhere Like splattered Celtic had uh, Like wooden uh, Cabinets For your, your clothes mm-hmm. And stuff And it just went everywhere And uh, Yeah he left us You know In no uncertain terms We had to improve But We did second half And after the game He'd come and, and Pat you on the head Or give you a thumbs up And it, it made you feel Ten feet tall You know But he, he had this ability To read You know The different players And who he could do that to Who he couldn't do that to Who he had to cuddle And, and, and kind of Look after, and and that was for me was his gift because he, he pushed everyone to 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 levels that they, they probably couldn't have got to without him. John, it's certainly an interesting pairing. We'll watch that with interest over the next few days. Thank you for getting in touch tonight. That was John in Stevenson. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. It's the perfect time to call. We are going to take a breather, and you could be up next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard In the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard I love that Just before the break we asked Gary Caldwell What's the what's the biggest rollicking you had off Gordon Strachan And he told us And then he spent the next three minutes during the break Telling all the ones that were not for a family <laughs> show And um, would get us all the sack So maybe maybe one day Once we go after hours uh, We'll see what we can do uh, Right we are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB and of course on the phones 01419511025 Alexander just quite simply says Is Gary the most capped pundit you've ever had on the show? I, I, possibly Yeah mm-hmm. I would imagine so Let me let me figure this out So Mark Wilson's got one mm-hmm. 
Gary's got 55 So he's definitely got more than Mark um, <laughs> Yeah yeah, I, he's got more, yeah I'd have to I'd have to yeah, imagine I would, so I would think so There might have been a, a, a Well I think yeah. Was Stephen Naismith on one night Maybe Stephen No, no Not for a while no No but he has been no. I think Faddy was in for a, a few a But he's, he didn't make the 50 He's Aye. below Yeah you might You might well be oh, right well definitely yeah. he's, no, he's, 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 de- he's definitely the, the king of the castle There's no doubt about that I mean but We like to try and talk about football But permanently curious Just as tweeting there Wanting to know more if, About Hugh's chanter and whether it's still working <laughs> at his age I, I, nah, I don't think so I really don't think we want to go there um, we do still have time to get some calls in though so yeah let's do that let's do John who's a Celtic fan on the line what have you got for the guys John Good evening guys Gary, Jim and Gordon Hello uh, I've just, I think would you call it Celtic must find a position for Scott Brown I know you were a teammate of him Gary and as, as you I said earlier on He's experienced, if, if obviously we're going to have near enough a full new team next year, and I think his experience will be vital. So I think, I mean, as you say, maybe Scott wants to go, but I, I think honestly they must find some place, a place for him, and even if the new manager maybe doesn't fancy him as a, a player, but just to keep him there, even for another year, and try and, uh, one day I hope maybe come back to be the managed Celtic. I think we should obviously find him a place. Just why I think we ain't Gary. Just and w- wondering though, John, just to to come back at you and test the theory. But w- what if that is the case? But he really wants to play. What if he's he's desperate to keep going as a player? Well, I think they could use him sparingly. You know what I mean, and as I say, I, th- I thought in I thought in Sunday he was the best player in the park. And at a point I tried going last night. I know maybe it's a bit controversial. I heard one of my fellow Celtic fans here on. He thought Edward was one of the best players in the part on Saturday and Sunday. I wonder what game that guy was watching because, see, although, would you call it, I'm not into people diving in, in football, Edward should have put his laces right through the ball instead of, instead of trying to go, go for the penalty. So I, I hope Celtic sell him, you know what I mean, and get about the kin for him because to me, he's a, this year he's been a big time Charlie, as far as I'm concerned, you know what I mean, he's been one of the failures for Celtic this year. See, so you didn't, th- I know the diving thing or the penalty, you didn't think Edward was good, particularly first half on Sunday? I, th- I thought he was good in the first half. I, I wasn't saying me. I thought he had a great, great first half. But see that carry on. And as I spoke to a couple of guys, to me, see if he wants to go the, the extra mile to be the top player he is. This one touch too many. He needs to, he needs to eradicate that for his game if he wants to be a success. Whether he goes to England or abroad. I mean, but that time take he played for the penalty. There's no wrong. There was a slight contact. I mean, to me, the old saying Jim Duffy would know. Maybe Gary put your laces right through the ball. And he'd, he'd have been two and a half. It'd have been a different game altogether. I'm so glad you didn't take an extra touch that night against France. You imagine you tried to knock it past somebody. That we, was we, my touch. We wouldn't be having this discussion. <laughs> second touch would be a 50 50. Right, well, a couple of points there. Start with a more recent one if you want, then. He's a big time Charlie, according to John, and he needs to stop taking too many touches, Sodson Edward. I think he's a little bit harsh. Uh, I think he's a, a quality player. I thought he was. Him and El Yunusi, to be fair, first half, their link up play. And I think that shows, talking about Scotland, about the two strikers, the the impact two strikers can make if they have that understanding. Uh, they were excellent and caused Rangers a lot of problems. I think he's he's one of the players that I think supporters sometimes look at, and his style is very laid back. Uh, and it can look at times like he's not given everything, but I think it's a little bit harsh. I think he's an excellent player. I think if he was available, there'd be lots of teams down in England trying to sign him, uh, and Celtic should do everything to keep a hold of him. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with John in some aspects. I think that they should sell him, uh, only because I think there is a there is a time when, you know, you, if, you're, if you're a value 
Um, um, then you've, you've something got to cash in, particularly this year because of the fact that Celtic's not had any supporters uh, in and, and the, the revenue, and obviously they posted a loss this year. So I think sometimes you, you just have to cash in just from a commercial point of view, and a, uh, you know, from that side. But as a player, no, I think he's terrific, and, and I think as Gary said, in Scotland we we like a pound of sweat. We like our strikers to put defenders under pressure, to press the game, to run the channels, to hold up, to score goals, um, and, and he does take the odd extra touch. And there's been a few games over the last maybe couple of months where he's been a little bit casual he doesn't have a ruthless streak but he still has a you know a, a good goal scoring record um, but it could be better um, if, if he gets that real ang- anger and hunger to score goals I think he enjoys scoring goals but I don't think he's got that real kind of I'm going to you know like kind of greedy you know way I'm going to score goals every game but uh, a terrific player and, and I think that uh, there will be a lot of player, uh, a lot of clubs interested in him if he does become available in the summer John's other point is something that a lot of Celtic fans are saying, you know, for all he's had, he's had a lot of criticism on this show, Gary, but now I feel like most of the calls that are coming in are, oh no, no, keep Scott Brown, you know, we, we want a role for him, find a place for him. Is that something you'd go along with? Yeah, I think the new manager, whoever it is, when they go in, will will have that in mind. It's it's. I think it's more to what does Scott Brown want more than what Celtic want. Yeah. Does, does he want to play week in, week out? Does he want to... Stay at the club and and you know go through this transition period and and help in that process on and off the park. Uh, so I'm sure it's a conversation that will take place with a new manager whenever he goes in and Scott Brown. And ultimately, I think Scott Brown will be the person who makes that decision. I, I think Gary's going to want of an active role, whether that's playing and coaching or a combination of both at Celtic. But if he's only doing without being disrespectful, and we can say it as. Picking the cones out, you know, putting the cones out and picking the cones out. That 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 for Scott Brown would just, I think, you know, would not something he would accept. So I think if he's got a degree of responsibility and he's learning it, now whether he has to go away and do that for a couple of years and then come back to Celtic further down the line, who knows? But uh, I think as long as you have responsibility, I've been in a situation myself where I was at a club, the manager left, the new manager was coming in, the club were happy to have me. But I knew that I wasn't the the, the choice mm-hmm. of the of the manager, and as I said, because I had been taking a lot of responsibility in terms of the coach and the team and all the tactic stuff, I thought I just can't mm-hmm. just go, you're going go and watch Colchester on the Tuesday night, you know, just yeah. just to just to kind of justify the fact that you're there. And I think Scott Brown's that type of player; he has to be an integral part of a football club. All right, John, thank you very much. That will do as I think. I won't want to waste anyone's time by squeezing one more in. Uh, If you're keeping an eye on the international stuff tonight with a view to your own team, uh, a couple of names you might want to look out for. Kamara does start for Finland. Ilyanusi starts for Norway. Interested to see that Christopher Ayer's on the bench, despite the coach saying that he's too good for Scottish football a couple of days ago. That's interesting. Uh, Shane Duffy's in the bench for the Republic of Ireland. They're playing our old uh, pals Serbia at the moment. Borna Barisic starts for... Croatia as well against Slovenia so there's a few to watch out for there and then tomorrow it is the big one Scotland against Austria we had a, a little a little glimmer um, we were told that their German based players weren't able to travel and it was a much weakened team lo and behold that's changed they're here can Scotland get off and running tomorrow confident yeah I think they can I think you know off the back of qualifying I, I know they didn't win the, the last two games that they played but Confidence should be high. Everyone should be really enthusiastic, positive, looking forward to the Euros. You're at home, albeit without a crowd. 
uh, hopefully get off to a good start Briefly Jim Yeah I, I just think Austria is a good side Very good yeah. football side Some really good players As you said Playing in the Bundesliga I would take 1-0 all day long Absolutely Thank you to Jim Duffy And Gary Caldwell Thanks to you though Thank you for your calls Thank you for your tweets Thank you for listening patiently At home if you were just doing that Instead we are back tomorrow At 6 o'clock Gordon Biel And Mark Wilson are here And it is a massive night For Scotland We've got a Euros to look forward to and we are starting another World Cup qualification campaign. I'm sure there will be something on the domestic front as well because that never goes quiet here. So we will see you at six o'clock tomorrow and Callum Gallagher is up next. <laughs>